But I would say that part, like the emotional part of spending time with family and your friends and kind of just exiting out of the day-to-day is more important than like grinding every day. I always loved going to Europe because they seem to just enjoy life. You get back to the United States and it's like, you didn't wake up and work a 23 hour day. What are you doing, you lazy fuck? And it's like, holy shit, I'm having anxiety. Welcome back to Big Queen Energy. I'm your girl, Nicole Rose, with the podcast all about the mindset of a true queen. I'm a semi retired DJ turned podcaster obsessed with positivity, psychology, and manifestation. Here to support you on your journey to attracting your dreams. Let's get it. Hello, ladies. I am so excited to be back with you for another guest host episode of Big Queen Energy. We have one of the quintessential queens of our time. We have a queen of all queens. We have Lala Kent with us here today. So she needs no introduction, but For those of you who have been living in a black hole for the last, like, five, ten years, she rose to fame on Vanderpump Rules. She is since a really incredible entrepreneur. She has a popular podcast called Give Them Lala, which you should stop, bookmark that, subscribe now, and give that a listen later. She's got Give Them Lala Beauty, Give Them Lala Baby, and Give Them Lala Skin. And she's also about to start touring with her fiancé, Randall Emmett, who's also amazing and couldn't be here today. But we will get into that. We will make her give us the schedule so that you can follow along. So welcome to the show, Lala. We are so excited. I want you to just introduce me every time I walk into a room. (laughs) Amazing. I would totally just walk around places with you and be your hype girl. Like that would actually be really fun. Oh my God. I love it. Please do. (laughs) I mean, come on. That was great. How are you, love? I'm so good. Thank you so much for making time to come on Big Queen Energy. Guys, just in case you don't know, we're not sure what the schedules are like, but I did Lala's show with her, so we're going to link back to that in our show notes or vice versa, so make sure to give both episodes a listen. We are talking about really different topics, and I've been wanting to ask you so many questions, so that was like hard for me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know when I, I feel like when I know that someone's going to be on my podcast and I'm on theirs, I'm like, I forget I'm the guest and I don't (laughs) think that I love things to be about me, but I actually feel really awkward when things are about me. (laughs) Wait, that's really funny. I was also just like, it's like, I think it's, you got to take this delicate balance of like, we're obviously interested as podcasters to get to know other people, right. When we're on their show, but it's like, if you're just like really somebody on their show, like, That'd be super awkward. Right. I know. (laughs) I love that. So I want to really dive right in. I'm sure that you are a busy woman. I know that you are because you literally are my entrepreneur goals. I think it's so incredible how you've, you know, you've kind of taken Vanderpump Rules and you've built a really awesome audience where you share positive content. You build other women up on your podcast. I love listening to give them la la. You've built a dream empire, right? Like you have all these different businesses that I think 
kind of speak to different things that you're passionate about, right? You've got Baby Ocean, and you've got Give Them Lala Baby, you've got your skincare line, you've got amazing new lip glosses out. Everybody needs to check those out because I think Kylie Jenner doesn't know what hit her, but I just want to know how you do it all. How do you handle it all? It seems like you're always so blessed and never stressed and just calm as hell. And I would be neurotic. I am neurotic, but I would be even more neurotic if I had that much going on. No, I'm very high strung. The wind blows the wrong way and I'm thrown off by it. Like if it says that it's going to be 98 degrees outside and it's 99 degrees, I'm shook and someone put me to bed (laughs) because that's not what it said on my app. So I'm the same way, but I think social media paints a very pretty picture. You know, it doesn't show the whole story. And Give Them Lala started as something that was like a little tagline. Season five, I ended up running back to Utah. The show was like way too much for me to handle. And maybe saw like a handful of comments, but in my vain mind, it was like, everyone wants to see me. You know, people were like, you're going to be so missed. So I was like, give the people what they want. Give them Lala. And as I got older and I guess evolved, it became something so much more. It was like, just do you unapologetically and be who you are and be that person through thick and thin. And it just made sense to start a brand because as you know, things don't last forever. And I, I'm, it's not lost upon me that I'm not going to be on Vanderpump Rules for the rest of my life. I need something right. that's going to, you know, be my livelihood for a long time to come, I hope. And we started the brand Give Them Lala Beauty. We started with six lip glosses that we were like, it could be fun. Like, let's just see how it goes. We sold out within 24 hours and we just started adding from there. And, you know, it's a success that I never thought would really happen. I kind of just like took a shot in the dark And here we are, and you describing it as an empire. I don't know if we're quite there yet, but that's definitely my goal. We spoke on my podcast about manifesting. I remember being like a small child, just like sitting in Utah, wanting all of these things. And I feel like I look at my life and what I've accomplished, and sometimes it doesn't feel real. You know, it's never enough. Mm -hmm. And I think you can relate to that because you look back and you're probably much further along than you were five years ago and it still is not enough. So even though we, we've been successful in the beauty, we've been able to venture into skin. I have give them Lala baby. I'm constantly grasping at like, what's next? How do we make it bigger and better? And how do I have this life that I'm like picturing in my mind? even though I'm living the life that I pictured in my mind when I was a kid. (laughs) It's wild. Okay, so it's funny that you literally went there to that visualization of you as a child in Salt Lake City, right? That's where you grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Reason I know that is obviously just Sundance. (laughs) (laughs) The only time I've ever been there, but it's so cute. What about, like, did you... When you were a child, can you think back to any moments where you kind of thought about what you wanted to do with your career? Like, did you have any idea that you would be an entertainer, that you would be on TV? Like, were these dreams, were they not dreams? Can you tell me about that? I never in a million years thought that I would be on a reality TV show. I always wanted to be an actress. I remember vividly when I was seven years old, my mom was in her bathroom and I kind of came into her and I wanted this like big grand moment of me saying to her, I want to be 
in movies. And I, I, I pictured in my mind telling this to her and her like kind of stopping what she was doing and being like, Oh my God, we're going to remember this when they're telling your Eve to Hollywood story. I didn't get that at all. It was like, that's so cute. I love that for you. (laughs) You were seven, seven years old. Yes. Okay. And so I just, I, I always knew I wanted to be in entertainment. And even in high school, my counselor would call me in day after day being like, why have you not taken the SAT? I was like, I'm going to fucking move to Hollywood and be a famous person. Obviously. I would totally do that. And then, you know, like, I'm not great at math. And she would call me in and be like, I'm concerned about your math. And I said, all I need to know how to do is count my money and I'll be good. Like, no, you didn't. I did. I think she thought I was like, was, I think she was scared for me as you would be, you know, like, honey, I know that like, that's great to have dreams, but it's such a small percentage of people who move to LA and actually make it. So we have to have a backup plan. So finally I was like, I'm going to the university of Hawaii. Never did that, obviously, but it shut her the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, So I, I always knew that I wanted to be in entertainment, but never did I picture myself on a reality TV show. <laughs> it all happens the way it's supposed to happen for a reason, right? Because it almost might be better that you went this more non-traditional route because you are such a personality. You're very inspirational. And I think sometimes the routes that we go, right, it's, it's the way it was supposed to be. It, it gave you a big platform with which to touch lives, to launch the businesses that you've been working on. So do you feel like this was the right path or do you sometimes still think, would I ever want to, to act, right? Or is that this just the reality TV route seems like it was, it was destiny? I feel like the stars were just aligned that I was going to be on a reality TV show just because I'm a firm believer in when you work really hard and you have dreams and certain things, you know, that's all great. But, you know, my higher power had a plan for me from the beginning. And even though it looks very different from what I had in my head, I look at what's in front of me and the opportunities that have knocked on my door And, you know, I I can't be mad at it. You know, Vanderpump Rules has brought tremendous opportunity. And, you know, it's, I still get to act. And there are times where I look at it and I'm like, I'm so, I'm in this box that I can't seem to break out of or that's like very difficult. You know, everything that I do is Mm -hmm. looked at as, you know, kind of a joke. And I'm okay with that because I like, I like to be the sleeper. I like to be the person where it's like, oh, she came out of left field. I had no idea that was going to happen for her. So it feels, it feels good when I, when I do certain things that, you know, people never thought that I would be able to do. Like when someone says like, oh, she's in an Al Pacino film because her fiance handed that to her. And then the same person who clowned on you was like, wow, I watched you and you actually did really well. And you sit there and you're like, okay, this feels good. This is definitely something that like, even though it's really hard for me to break out of the box, the reality TV box, you know, I like a good challenge. Right. And it's still a great box to be in because I mean, The way that I see it, right, and we talked about this a little bit on your show, too, and, and like, obviously, Bethany Frankel has built a ton of businesses, right? Like, 26, right? She's been at the game a lot longer than than, than you or me or anybody, most people, right? She literally was in the forefront of people building brands from their influence on TV and online. But I think regular celebrities, it takes them, I mean, who's really done that, right? Drew Barrymore, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, a handful of people have successfully built what you've already built, 
with less years in the game, right? right? Because you are yourself. And Lala, give them Lala, is a brand. It stands for something. Like you said, it stands for a girl who doesn't take shit, who's unapologetic, and she's exactly who she is, and she's happy with that. Right, and that's that's exactly what I want the brand to represent. And, you know, I when I started the beauty line, it's like not everybody is a makeup artist or has three hours to right. come up with a flawless wing liner and let their face bake. So give them all a beauty and give them all a skin is is a brand that's approachable. It's not intimidating. It's for the mom who has to do carpool every day of the week, but still wants to look like she pulled herself together. And, you know, I've, I've watched maybe a hundred makeup tutorials on how to contour my face. And still to this day, I can't fucking do it. So that for me, yes, you can. It's done right now. I'm telling a you a little bit. I know, but if you if you should a makeup artist, every time I do my makeup on my own and I sit in a makeup artist chair for touch-ups, they completely redo it. You know? And yeah. I'm okay with that because I'm just like every other person where you just like look at your face and you kind of learn as you go. And that was the whole goal for the brand. Like it is approachable. It's for you. It's for me. It's for your mama, your sister, your brother, whoever is that person who wants to look like they're pulled together, but doesn't quite know how to do it. My brand is for you because I'm that person, you know, I'm like a Monet. You know, from afar, you may it may look like, oh, shit, she knows what she's doing. You get up close. I don't really fucking know what they're going to be seeing. You know? That's hilarious, <laughs> but I don't believe you because literally I've stalked your Instagram so many times and you always look on point. And I know that you're not always sitting for hair and makeup every day because nobody has time for that. No one has time for that. No one has time for that. And I don't like selling, you know, false hopes and dreams to people. I was actually telling my assistant, I'm like, the new mascara that we came out with is so five-star. And I love it because when I watch certain ads, I'm like, that person has fake eyelashes on. Like, who is buying this mascara? You're selling them fiction. I don't dig that. So my whole thing is I've taken my reality and put it out there and said, this is real life. And, you know, Everybody is out doing their thing and I get that life gets busy, but we can still feel good. We can still take time to put a a cute little eyeshadow on, on our eyes and put good skin cream on and we don't have to spend $300 at Nordstrom. Right. Totally. So would you say, have you ever thought sort of like, how do all these different business ventures go together? Like, is there one underlying like mission statement or kind of purpose that you use to like wake up, get pumped up? every single day. I kind of already know what I think you're, but I don't want to, I don't want to cloud that. And I'd want you to speak. So have you thought about that? Tell me what you think before I say it and we'll see if I'm conveying my brand properly. Okay. I mean, I guess that's okay. That's a good test, but now I'm nervous because I don't want to like, you know, be off on this. But I think for you, the biggest things that I'm hearing for you is that you value authenticity, that you want girls to, and also that you want girls to be able to have kind of utility from the products that they buy, right? So this is something easy that I can do to feel a little bit more confident. That's it. This is something easy to do. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. It's like, do you boo, whatever that may consist of, this this brand is for you because it's not to cover up your flaws. It's just to make you feel like a better version of yourself when you step out the door. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think sometimes in the pandemic, and I don't know if you guys experienced this as well with sales or whatever, but at first, 
I was just like kind of letting myself go like and definitely not showing up on like my Instagram story or anything. This is before TV. Right. And I was just like, I can't be fucking bothered with doing my hair and makeup. And then I realized just even that extra five minutes, like we're not talking about like 50 minutes, just a little spritz of this, a little spritz of lip gloss, a little bit of mousse, whatever, just the quickest things does actually make you feel better. Well, I'm telling you what, before I came to do this podcast with you, you know, I wanted to do a little, a very, my, my tutorials are like, so they're, they're like very minimal, right? It's like, turn on the phone get a quick story. Who knows if people dig them? I think they do, but it's real life. And I did my face in under six minutes. I think it was that like, yeah, no, I had, it was like the quickest thing. And for me, I have to have that now because I'm a new mom. And the last thing I want to do is spend time getting glammed up when I could be spending that time with my baby before I come and sit with you or go to work. For sure. And so I guess that's what I really want to know too, because you're a little bit further down the line, right? Than I am. You're already engaged to the love of your life, who, by the way, like you guys are couple goals too. Love Randall. You guys have so much chemistry and just like, it's funny. You guys naturally flow. Like you have a natural podcast <laughs> flow together, which is like so cool to see that in action. But now you have, obviously you have baby ocean. How are you handling? I think you're back in filming, right? So how are you handling the podcast, all the businesses, the newborn? Like, what is the secret sauce? What am I missing here? What does your routine look like? You know, I, I have the luxury of having a lot of hands on deck. Like I don't even want to pretend like I don't. I, I have a nanny for Ocean. The weekends are strictly designated for just like me and Ocean. And I I, I like to think of it because I definitely have mom guilt whenever I, mm-hmm. I've been working from home so that I can, you know, pop in and see her whenever I want and still get things done. But I look at it like there are moms who literally have to go from nine to five to an office and not see their baby at all. And you know, mom shaming is a real thing. And there's a lot of moms who don't have the luxury of having a nanny. They have to, you know, outsource and find a daycare with other kids. And that's not lost upon me. I like have a new respect for mothers. You know, they're like the real superheroes in this. So I think balancing it for me, that part is easy, but the mental part is extremely difficult. When I had to go and film Vanderpump, and, you know, in California, they treat reality TV just like they do a movie set. So we can right. only have the babies on set, which is just like my house, for 20 minutes. And there has to be a teacher present and a, a, a nurse. So it was really hard because if, if a nurse wasn't there or a teacher, there was no time with the baby. And getting up and leaving and going and doing these things that are definitely real life, but I would be bringing my baby with me. It, it was hard. I struggled a lot with that, but I had Sheena, thank God, who was also struggling as well. Right. We kind of bonded over that, but it's just, it's a new world when you become a mom because you have this. I'm so sorry. <sighs> you just can't describe like the love that you have for this like tiny little human. So the balancing of, um, working and trying to build something great while being a great mom. And she doesn't know, you know, she doesn't know I'm gone, but I know I'm gone. That part is really hard. 
Oh my God. Thank you for being so real about that. Like I, I can feel the emotion pouring through you, but I am certain that you are doing an excellent job. And I think just as women, we're all naturally so much harder on ourselves than, you know, than we should be. Right. And we're comparing, like we talked about kind of on your show, it's hard not to compare to other friends that maybe have more or less time. Right. We have friends at all very various ends of the spectrum, but it's hard not to be like, well, this person homeschools the kids. Like I would love to like teach them everything and be around all the time and whatever, but there's so much that you're providing. I can just feel it just literally across this podcast recording, just the love that you have for ocean. And there's, there's nothing more important than that. No, and every mom feels that way about their baby. And I, I used to think mom shaming was not a real thing. Thank you, babe. And it's a real thing. And I just can't believe that there are women out there who are also moms that would put other women down who are just like doing the best they can. You know, they're trying to either put food on the table or they're trying to build something great so that their child can maybe take it over at one point. You know, my goal with Ocean is when she gets older, I want her to see a woman with great work ethic, someone who hustled, who didn't depend on anybody. That That's my goal for her. But with that comes a lot of guilt. That's true. Definitely. That's the shadow side of those positive attributes that you want to show her as a role model. The flip side of that is that that means that you're working. That means that your time is split, right? That means that Ocean can't be a priority 99% of the day or then you're not able to be that role model. I think that was something too that it's like, I don't even know. I'm so far, right? Being like so single. And like, obviously I have, I have a bunch of friends that are having babies right now, right? And friends that are getting married or delayed their wedding in the pandemic. And so now they're starting to all come to fruition. And it's like what you're going through right now for me too, it like feels far. And then I know all of a sudden it just slaps you in the face and you're there and you're not prepared. Like well, You need to enjoy every second of the life that you have right now because it's not forever. And I think about these, you know, I'm like, you know what? Sounds fun. I want to go camping with my best friend. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I have a baby who, you know, like who could I have watch her? But then I don't want to leave her for that long. You know, like. It slaps you yeah. in the face and you really, you're not, nothing can prepare you for it. I wouldn't change it for the world. And I really enjoyed my, my single life and, and enjoyed time when I didn't have a baby. But I'm telling you, Nicole, enjoy every second because once you're, you know, engaged and married and have a baby, I mean, shit gets real and, and a little bit real. of your freedom is gone. For sure. And, and maybe more than a little bit. A, a lot of it. You, yeah, a lot of it. you have to think and take other people into consideration, which is amazing when you lived a very full life before that. Right. And it's a new chapter. And I mean, I think it's obviously a gift to be a mom. Like, I hope that one day I have that opportunity right within a stable family structure where we can provide like a really great, you know, emotional. Right. It's not just about financial support, but emotional support which is for a child. Important. Yeah, right. It's yeah. much more important than financial support. Totally. Yeah, no, I I hear you on that. I actually froze my eggs this year. We haven't talked about that very much on my show. I know because I was like, what am, I'm 34. I know you're looking at me like you think wow. I'm crazy, but I was like, no, I'm committed to motherhood. At all. I just know that that's a really emotional procedure. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. It's like a mini, it's like a very mini one, you know, six week long pregnancy, but you're going through all the hormones of it, right? Because you're injecting yourself and it's very intense. But 
I, it's funny though, because I chose to do that. I was on the big shot, right? And it, it, they kept coming, my ovaries kept coming to me in a dream. This sounds crazy repeating it out loud. I love it. We're being, <laughs> but I was like, I just need to do this, get it over with. And then Lord knows, you know, you get busy, right? Life will pass us by if we don't make the time for the things that we want to focus on. So that kind of gets into something I wanted to ask you. Do you sort of decide, like, here's the amount of time I'm going to allocate to TV. Here's the amount of time I'm going to allocate to growing my brands. Here's the amount of family time that is like a minimum viable amount for me. Like, how do you think about time allocation and your priorities? You know what? I really... For a Virgo, I like to think that I'm very structured, but I think for a Virgo, I'm thinking about the question you just asked. And I kind of just work around everything. It's like, okay, this week, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. You know, we're filming this day. And then everything else kind of just finds its place in the schedule. I will say weekends are like a no-go for work. Don't ask me to do anything. Don't even ask me to return an email. Like I'm hanging out with my kid. I'm going to go see my mom. I'm going to go and have date night with Rand, whatever it may be. Don't mess with my weekends. And I, I prefer it that way because without me having that alone time with people that I just treasure so deeply, I'm pretty much worthless during the week then my resentment starts building up. I have no patience and I I have very little patience as it is. <laughs> so I pray every day for more of that. So oh God, I feel like- <laughs> right. It's how much I pray for that. And you know, but it's great because people with little patience, they tend to get, get the job done, you know? So right. it's a blessing and a curse. That part, like the emotional part of spending time with family and your friends and kind of just exiting out of the day to day is more important than like grinding every day. I always loved going to Europe because they seem to just enjoy life. You get back to the United States and it's like, you didn't wake up and and work a 23 hour day. What are you doing? You lazy fuck. And it's like, holy shit, I'm having anxiety. Totally. So I did want to ask about that. Do you have, and and maybe it's changed recently since you had Ocean. What is your, I love that you have a glass of wine right now. Is that a well, coffee no, or wine? Coke. Oh, okay. It's not oh, wine because you're not drinking, but it, it's in a wine glass. So it's very always festive. I love that. It always makes me feel better when I have my beverages, even if they're not alcoholic, out of a big fancy kind of goblet type glass. Oh, same. Once you get, especially once you get sober, you're like, everything needs to be in a glass bottle or in a stemmed glass. (laughs) Totally. I love that. So do you have any, like, I can tell just by talking to you and getting to know you in our short time today that you are spiritual, that you are focused on your purpose. Do you have like a morning routine or kind of just a routine that works for you that you maybe use on hard days or that you do every day? Maybe it includes like a mini workout. And I mean, I can't believe you do your makeup in six minutes. I need to watch this video, but what is your, what does your morning kind of look like? I know you said you don't think you're as structured as some other Virgos, but there must be something that's getting you pumped to tackle all of this. You know what? My morning consists of waking up, being with ocean. I get my coffee. I watch an episode of any OG real housewives and that gets me ready for my morning. I'm not even kidding you. And then I know that my assistant, I know exactly when she walks in the door. And just like that little time to get my engine going, that's what I dig. And at nighttime, there's there's always a prayer involved. I mean, I grew up praying. I'm not from a religious family. I grew up in more of a spiritual family. My dad was raised Mormon. My mom was raised in a super Christian home. 
So they just, I think, maybe both weren't huge fans of, you know, the intense, you know, religion. So spirituality was kind of what we relied on. But every night is a prayer. And I, I find comfort in both of those things, housewives and prayer. That's what's up. <laughs> I love you. That's hilarious. Okay, amazing. I love that. You were the second person this month to come on the podcast. And I was like, so what's your morning routine like? And they're like, housewives and coffee. I was like, oh, okay. But I love that you're adding prayer into it. And that's like a theme. Maybe I should be adding some housewives into my morning routine. I just feel like I've seen them all, um, or at least New York and New Jersey. Oh, same. And when they, when they're over, I'm like, do I want to start a new one or do I want to start this one over? This is like my sixth time watching Real Housewives of New York. (laughs) It's like, I love that. I'm obsessed. It's like my therapy. I don't know why it makes me zone out of life. I, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Is truly turning off and then having that family time, the baby time and being able to shut down and then say, okay, now I'm on. Okay. Now I'm off. Right. So that's right. like your signal that then you go into boss bitch mode and then you like, you come back out of it with the prayer. You ease into the evening. 100%. And Ocean is so happy in the morning. So, like, she gives me that, like, boost of energy. Just, like, seeing her big smile. You know, she's five months now. So, she's coming into her little personality and yeah. recognizing voices and faces. So, starting the morning off with her and ending the day with her is, like, you know, the best thing in the world. And so you'll see her, like, when you finish work, you'll be able to put her down, put her to sleep. So, yeah, so you bookend the day with Ocean. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, working from the house is amazing because she's around all day. It's just if I need to get things done, I I have someone to kind of rely on to, like, it's time to make a a bottle or it's time to, you know, do do our thing. And I'm so fortunate to have that. These moms who are stay at home moms, holy shit. They're like, my friend has four kids. She's a stay-at-home mom. She's a fucking superhero. I tell her that. In fact, I watched her for so many years be a mom that on Mother's Day, I was like, can you please take on one more and be my my baby's godmother? Because she's just that incredible as a mom. I See, I had a mom who could also do it all. And I think that always has made me a little nervous because it's like, big shoes to fill, right? Right. Like my mom's a brain doctor. She was a assistant professor of neurology at Wash U. She was a top 100 doctor in the country. So you're saying that your mom is smart. My mom's like brilliant. (laughs) Like one time I made a dating app for her and like a dating profile for her. This is back when people were like using match. Right. And I put like the title her headline as brunette bombshell brain doctor. And then I got like a lot of really awkward inquiries, but that's, that's what I think about my mom. I think she's a bombshell and brilliant, <laughs> but big shoes to fill. No, I know. <laughs> but you know what? Like we were talking about earlier, you can't compare yourself to other moms because you have to find what works for you. And if you're giving your baby all the love in the world, like that's what they care about. Yep. Totally. And so I have a question for you too. It's kind of related to that, but this is something that I've admired in you for a while now. I've noticed that first of all, you have a very calm demeanor. I know that you don't think so. And you think like that you don't have any patience, but you're super calm and chill and kind of like unbothered always. But I've seen people come for you before on the internet. I've heard you talk about like examples on Give Them La La, right? Of people kind of saying things that are just bizarre and totally 
off base, but also just like super rude. Right. right? And it's happened to me too. And I'm newer to this whole CV thing, but I know that you, you, you seem to have, you handle it with grace, right? There's no other way to put it. You just, you handle it with grace. You invited somebody who's been talking shit about you on your show. You were like, seriously, DM me and come on the show. I want to know what's up. Like nothing nasty. Like how do you do that? Like, wh where is this coming from? It's like this deep confidence. Well, I definitely have my moments of raging on bitches, depending on what they say, you know? But okay. for the most part, I think I fake it until I make it. I was not a confident child. I was not confident when I moved to LA. I was constantly second guessing myself, always looking in the mirror, picking out what was wrong. And for me, I kind of just drank my way through that. Yeah. Until, I mean, I've done it. Not going to lie. Of course we've, we've all done it. And at some point it ends or it gets better. Or unfortunately I, I went the opposite way and it became a huge problem. Luckily for me, I feel like reality TV gave me confidence because you can't hide that shit. Like when you walk yeah. onto that, you better be a thick skin bitch because these people will eat you alive. There's like my show, we're pretty cutthroat, but these trolls they're meaner than I could ever be. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. They're, they're professionals. Like they know how to cut deep and luckily for them, no one gives a shit about who they are so they can get away with whatever. So I feel like for me, I kind of have to take a step back and be like, look at my life and look at this clown. Like really? Did it bother you in the beginning? And like, then you learned that technique for kind of taking a step back, looking at the high level view and being like, you know what? This person's just unhappy with themselves. It's not a reflection on me. Or like, what what was your process like? Because I just remember my first experience. I was I was a little shook, right? I was like, okay, I need some new tools in the toolkit for how to handle this. Well, originally I was 23 when I came on to Vanderpump. So my initial comeback was, you need to get laid, bitch. Then I started. <laughs> then it was like, wow, God's looking down on you, being like, I really fucked up this one, didn't I? And then I got to the point where I was like, this is really affecting me. So if I'm going to keep my comments on, I'm not looking anymore. Like I okay. can't handle it. It makes me spiral. I'm a human. I get affected by what people say. And I'm just not going to do that to myself. The comments are being turned off. If you cannot practice self-restraint and not click and see what people are saying. So now I, things are a lot better now that I'm not, because if you don't see things, it doesn't exist. Like, I don't want to Google True. myself. I don't want to see what type of fiction people have pulled out of the air about me. Because then after a while, when you start reading things over and over again about yourself, you start to believe them. And very true. And why would I put myself through believing what some troll from fucking North Dakota thinks about me? You know, it's like not worth it. I know who I am. I know what I represent. I know what my relationship consists of. So why am I pouring energy into these people who like can't tell the sky from their own asshole? You know? Totally. I mean, I think that's really important. You're in control of your own story rather than allowing what other people say to write that for you. Right. My mom always taught me that. Like I would come home and tell her like this person made me feel this way. And she'd be like, no, no one made you feel that way. You allowed someone to make you feel that way to so snap out of it. And it was kind of like, oh, Whoa. okay. Oh my God, wait, I love her. That's actually, that's, I mean, look, when you're young, when you're like a teenager, right? And you're having a shitty day and you're great. Right. We've all had that moment in high school where we felt like the world was falling down because some girl that we like was mean to us. But 
your mom saying that to you is like a is a real check, right? It's a real life lesson that's like that would stick with me. Right. I mean, the, the sympathy doesn't actually help, right? It doesn't make you no. any stronger. And she definitely, like, my mom is very soft. She's like a teddy bear. Like, she's very kind. So I don't want that to get misconstrued. Like, she was a tough mom because she was far from a tough mom. But she did have a way with words. Her presentation has always been on point. Like, she could deliver something that was extremely tough, but make it very sugary and sweet, you know? That's a beautiful skill set. I know. Can we all get a lesson on that? I would love to do better at that. (laughs) I don't have that at all, which is why I was, I'm great on reality TV because I don't know how to sugarcoat anything. Because you're raw, you're real, you're authentically you. And that's what, I mean, I also think that's what people connect to. And I am sure, by the way, that 99% and, and here's the thing. The haters, too, are always the loudest, right? Because that's what you could read 100 nice comments and one bad comment. And and this has happened to me where, like, I remember the one person like this will, for whatever reason, this sticks with me. A lot of people said a lot of things about the big shot. The person who was like, your dad is so disappointed in you. He's rolling over in his grave on Twitter. I was like, too far. Like, too far. Dad, I will cut you. <laughs> I will cut you. And like... Here's the thing. What you think my dad doesn't know, the human he produced, like my dad's not rolling around anywhere. He's looking down on me like, oh God, it's still happening now at 30. Yeah. (laughs) My dad is not shook. I think you're more shook than my dad. You're more disappointed in me than my dad. My dad's actually looking down on me thinking, what a badass bitch. No, I, I mean, I was, I don't know if you thought I meant that about you, but this was like just no, one thing someone said that. to me. Some yeah, have said that to me too. Oh, they've said it to you too? Oh my God, the exact same thing. Don't okay. about my dad. You don't know him. Yeah, how weird. Like, it would just never occur to me to say something, but that is like kind of deep, right? Because I think you and I both, it's a little bit fresh, obviously. Right. You know, for me, it's a little bit, it's been a little bit longer, but it's like someone's really trying to pull at your heartstrings there by saying something You like want to know what, though? I saw the big shot, and I thought that you handled yourself so well. Like, I don't know. And I, I would be honest with you. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that moment, not a great moment. But like, you didn't <laughs> have... You really didn't have any horrible moments that someone would look at and be like, oh, her mom and dad must be very upset. You know, you didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have had those moments. You I mean, not. it's been you're it's it's also different because the environment's different. So it's like the funny side is you were saying, right, we were talking about how being on Vanderpump Rules, like you get to drink, it's more chill, like you're kind of enjoying yourself a little bit more and you do go to work, but it's not like super intense. And then, you know, just everything about Bethany is very intense, right? Right. So just in general, we're going to work in an office environment. Like they literally, I think I had one glass of wine in like four weeks and I was like, I'm, I have a new liver. Like seriously, like I am a born again Christian or something because I don't know, my body doesn't know what's happening. Right. No, I get it. I mean, on our show, the drinking, I don't want to say it's condoned, but it's not frowned upon. It's like you guys are up until a few years or a year or two ago, like we were all working at a restaurant. Like it wasn't some huge position that we were trying to win, you know? Right. This We're living our real lives. Like we get drunk at work. So film it. Great. I don't care. You know, like yours was like a life changing job opportunity. That is so intimidating. And it was being yeah, fun. it is because you're like, am I making TV or am I like, is it real? You know what I mean? Obviously, it was real, but your mind is just like, what am I supposed to be doing right yeah, now? Yeah, it's a mind fuck because you you're making a show that's meant to be entertaining for us viewers, 
but it's real. It's your real life. Like this is a job opportunity of a lifetime. So like, which way are you going? You know? Exactly. A hundred percent. So Lala, I want to start wrapping up here and I want to make sure that we talk about everything that you want to hit. I think we talked about a couple of your businesses. I know that you're going on tour with Randall, which by the way, I definitely want to come see you. So do you have a set schedule? I think already, can you share? Yes. So Randall and I are taking our podcast live. It is called give them Lala with Randall live. People can get their tickets. at give them And we are kicking the tour off on November 30th, Dallas, Texas, December 1st, Austin, December 2nd, Houston, December 3rd, New Orleans. Then we are headed to Florida, December 5th, Fort Lauderdale, 6th, Clearwater, Florida, December 8th, Orlando. And then we wrap December 9th in Atlanta, Georgia. What are the Florida destinations? The Florida destinations are Fort Lauderdale, Clearwater, and Orlando. Okay, nice. All right. Well, I am coming to see you probably Clearwater because that's closest. Oh, my God. We would love to have you come and play with us. That's like 40 miles. So I'm definitely in for Clearwater. We will have to connect on that. Are you doing New York? We have a lot of New York people in our audience. Is there a plan to do New York at some point? There's definitely a plan to take the podcast tour all over. But, you know, we've been planning this tour since before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, you know, we pumped the brakes. Obviously, we didn't think it was going to happen at all. And now, you know, we just figure this will be like the first leg. We'll stay in Texas, venture over to Florida, and then just hit some little spots on the way. But the the hope is to have a second leg of the tour where we can travel all over the place. And, you know, for the Texas states, we have James Kennedy and Raquel Levis. And oh, then, nice. Yeah, so it'll be fun. And for all the Florida dates, Jackson and Brittany are going to join us. So it'll it'll just be a fun, interactive tour. You know, I don't, I know I'm not Beyonce. I can't just like show up in like a fabulous outfit and, you know, do incredibly well. (laughs) So you're not going to sing and dance? (laughs) No, I'm not. Shocker, right? I think it's going to be amazing. Some people think I'm Celine Dion, but you know, I tell them I'm going to let Celine Dion handle that singing aspect, but no, it'll be like, we're going to have games. I just want to like meet the people who have supported me for a really long time. I think that's beautiful. You, by the way, I think you, I love that you, first of all, I've told you this already, but you handle everything like a queen, right? I called you a queen when you came on the show. This whole podcast is about women that love and support other women that do their best to be authentic, that are fearless and that are magnetic, right? And we can learn that magnetism and how to be strong creators, right? And manifest the things that we want in our own lives. And you are an incredible example of all of that. You always handle yourself with grace. And I love how grateful you are. I've noticed so many times that you've posted things about, you know, launching a new product or whatever, selling out of a product. And you're like, this is all because of you guys. Like you're very cognizant and aware of that. And I just, I think it probably speaks to the strong values that you have. I appreciate that. And I really needed to hear that today. I, I definitely know that without people you know, watching the show or supporting me through the good, the bad and the ugly, like I wouldn't have any of this. So I'm extremely appreciative. I, I'm beyond grateful. Well, I mean it, that comes from the bottom of my heart. And I know other people that are listening feel that way too. So people probably already know this, but just for good measure, and I'm going to link to everything in the show notes below for you, but will you just shout out all the handles, you know, any other URLs that you want to send people to? I know we talked about give them live for the podcast tour, but throw anything else in there and we will link to it below. 
Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Lala Kent. You can shop my products at GiveThemLala.com. Make sure if you have babies, you check out GiveThemLalaBaby.com. And come see us on tour. You can get tickets at GiveThemLive.com. Amazing. And we will drop all that in the show notes. This has been such a treat for me. Thank you so much, Lala. I will be showing up at your tour. So watch out. (laughs) Thank you for having me, babe. I appreciate it. All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe, hit five stars, maybe share it with a girl who needs to hear this advice today. We'd be oh so grateful if you had time to leave a little review too. You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings and at Big Queen Energy Pod. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays in the AM to Big Queen Energy, supporting you on your journey to fearless creation. 